Good morning. My name is Ed Hollihan, and this is The View From Here. We're all born destined to die. That's the nature of things, isn't it? As far as I know, no one has ever escaped that fate. As far as I know, I won't, and you won't fare any differently. We know it intuitively, and we know it empirically. People die. That's what people do when, when they're done. Sometimes, most of the time, it's according to the usual plan. After a long run on the planet, we die old in bed, our bed, or a hospital bed. That's how it ends. And at other times, it's a surprise and unexpected. Those sudden deaths are harder than most. But old or young, expected or not, the end is the same. The outcome is inescapable. Sometimes the end of a story is much clearer than the middle of a story. To the author, that is. I'm not sure at all what will happen next year, or in 2027, or next week, for that matter. But I am quite sure what will happen when there's nothing left to happen. I'll die. Now, growing up Catholic and a very long time ago, I spent a lot of time thinking about being dead. We all did. Death and dying well were top ten stories. Almost all of our focus was on dying in the state of grace, which is to say that having your soul in such a state that it would go to heaven when your body was done with it. This is a big deal when you consider that eternal torment in hell was the alternative to a graceful death. I think that not going to hell was a much bigger motivator for me than going to heaven was. I've always liked my comforts. Always had a strong aversion to discomfort. So the idea of spending all of time roasting on a spit was a great disincentive to sin. Of course, I sinned right along anyway, but I sure felt bad about it. Needless to say, the sudden, unexpected death was the one that bore the most scrutiny and caused the most concern. It was easy to see myself dying as an old guy with gobs of time on my hands to pray and do penance and be sorry for stuff. Then I'd slide blissfully off this stage and into the open arms of peace. It was not such a pleasant exercise to imagine myself getting flattened by a bus hours after I had committed some sin that would doom me. In the surprise death, there is simply no way to be sure that you will squeeze in that sincere act of contrition just before it lights out. There are no guarantees that you're going to get a couple of minutes in the presence of mind to do what you need to do. Oh, uh, what's an act of contrition? Well, here's the one we learned as kids. Oh my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended thee, and I detest all my sins, because I dread the loss of heaven and the pains of hell, but most of all because they offend thee, my God, who art all good and deserving of all my love. I firmly resolve, with the help of thy grace, to sin no more and avoid the near occasions of sin. Amen. Now, aside from the fact that it takes about 30 seconds to recite, there's a part at the end that seems way out of line for someone who is dying. I mean, really, 
Here I am, just squished by the number 10 bus, seconds from my demise, and I'm resolving to avoid the near occasions of sin? What? While I'm lying here bleeding out, I'm going to covet Billy Mulligan's bike? I'm going to be tempted to peek at girly magazines? Come on. Now, I want to say a lot has changed since I was eight, that heaven and hell have traveled on with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, but here I am talking to you about being dead, regardless. What does that say about me, about us? Maybe it's the fact that we live with one simple certainty, one thing we know for sure, that at some date, soon or far, we will come to the end of the line. Now that I think about it, the real problems with death start when we don't talk about it. Denial's okay now and then, but the fact remains, when you gotta go, you gotta go.